0: what is going on everybody welcome in to another edition of the daily energy newsbeat stand-up here on this gorgeous tuesday December 5th, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. Stuart Turley, my man, how we doing today? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood up here in Bear Country. Absolutely. no awesome show, and we have an awesome menu lined up for the day. First up, Chevron Exxon opt-out of funding at COP28 methane reduction fund ooh, in the in the throngs of cop 28 chevron and exxon make a name next up copper climbs to 11 week high on panama mine risk and shortfall we don't cover the minerals markets as much as maybe we should but sue great article you've got on what's going on with copper right now and why it's really so expensive talking about that Speaking about copper being expensive, why repairing your EV is so expensive may not, not much have to do with the, the price of copper, but it has a lot to do with the supply chain. So Stu, will dive into all that. Next up, Germany is sick of the man uh, of this Europe the and the man. Germany is the sick man of Europe and the prognosis is grim, unfortunately. So Stu will play doctor and talk to us about the health of Germany. And then finally, the dangerous futility of the energy transition in a single graphic. Um. So, you know, excellent show lined up. Stu will toss it over to me. I'll quickly then cover what happened in the oil and gas financial markets. Not much really happened, to be honest with you. So it'll be a pretty a light segment on my own. And then we'll let you guys get out of here, get back to work and start your day. Um, As always, guys, before we begin, the stories and analysis you are about to hear is brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all your energy news. Stu and the team do a great job of curating that website. Make sure it stays up to speed with everything you need to know to stay up to speed and at the tip of the spear when it comes to the energy business. Uh, you can hit the description below, see the links to the articles, the timestamps, um, and check out all of our resources. You can follow us wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where you can find us at YouTube at Energy Newsbeat, dashboard energynewsbeat.com, data news combo product. You can email the show questions at energynewsbeat.com. I'm out of breath, though, Stu. Where do you want to begin? Hey, let's get rolling over
1: to our buddies over there at Chevron and Exxon. Opt out of funding at COP28 Methane Reduction Fund. Michael, this is an absolute hoot. Ursula, our good buddy over there who's in, in charge of the EU, made a comment uh, that there, this fund is going to be into the billions There, that the commitments have been about $100 billion over COP as their target. She says, that's not enough. We need trillions. I think that might have been the trigger for Exxon and Chevron to go, "Uh, no, our checkbook is not that big. Let's go through this here. A global flaring and methane reduction partnership that will run by the World Bank with initially 255 million earmarked to help developing countries and their oil companies stifle leaks on that potent greenhouse gas. Okay, I can understand what Exxon and Chevron later down in the article, they say, we're not sure we want to donate to a fund that's going to be controlled by our competitors. I applaud them for that decision. That's pretty crazy. And so when you sit back and think you have BP, ENI, Equinor, Occidental, Shell, Total and uh, UAE all of that was a hundred million. us put in 2 million Germany put in 1.5 and Norway was one Wow
0: yeah I, I mean if you're Exxon or Chevron I, I think the you know from their perspective they're doing all they I mean if you don't think Exxon and Chevron are not trying to on their own reduce emissions because they understand that if they make it, that if if, if if they reduce emissions and produce sustainable oil and gas it's the best of both worlds they're probably spending more than 25 million to lower their emissions so the fact that they have to now put it up is probably where they're like well we don't need you know we don't I, just need to just lose 25 million when we're already doing I applaud them
1: for that absolutely and and where I uh, they were in there and uh, Exxon said they joined the pledge but we're gonna give our expertise in what we're already doing Michael i I applaud them for standing up we've got to have more of that kind of thing. And our great Chevron and Exxon are doing better than uh, my buddy Putin, you know, and you sit back and kind of go, hey, you know, Gazprom is leaking like a sieve. I mean, that's like me in a Speedo. I'm leaking everywhere. Okay, oh, that's
0: on that lovely note. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to the let's next Let's go one. to copper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just threw up. Copper climbs to an 11-week high in Panama mine risk shortfall. This is uh, the ENB thread tonight. You'll see this here in just a second ago and where this is fitting in. The Panama government said it will shut First Quantum Muriel's uh, Cobra operation, which is 1.5% of the world's supply. Anytime, Michael, you take 1.5% of anything off and in the world supply, it's going to start impacting it. That's a bunch.
0: Yeah. It, uh,
1: Ch- Chile and per, uh, Peru or the others. Copper climb 4.4 in November as a slew of stimulus in China improve the outlook for commodity demand. This is going to impact EVs, buddy. This is big.
0: Yeah, no. And I mean, luckily, copper is, is is there's other sources of copper available to go out and get. It's not like we're talking about a lithium mine. It's not like we're talking about one of these smaller minerals like neodymium, which I'm sure you've never heard of, but is probably the most critical mineral in your entire life. You know, there are multiple sources to go get copper. It's one of the reasons why, you know, way back when currency was backed on gold and not copper, because the amount of the amount of supply of copper was increasing too rapidly. Women. right and ironically it's what the a monetary base is doing right now so yes I do think that these these high copper prices are concerned I do think as you mentioned Chile and Peru and some of these other nations as a lot of these other copper mines are going to be able to pick up the output um I do think in 2024 though we're probably going to see a a larger shift, and that's going to again, as you said, as we move into the next article, bleed into the EV market because there still is a lot of copper. It's not the main one. If we were talking about a lithium mine, or, but, you know, or or or, or, a, or a critical right. lithium mine, you know, we'd see EV prices would shoot through. This is going to have a long range effect, and not just on EVs. This is, I mean, copper's used in wiring. Copper is an industrial price. Again, it's one of the reasons why we don't, we don't, we wouldn't want to eventually, you know, people always talk about, well, how do we pick something to back our currency up? Well, if you, if you chose copper, the problem is it's too, it's too prevalent in industry not just EVs everywhere i mean if you're sitting i'm sitting in an apartment right now i bet you there's miles of copper flowing around me so it's going to have you, a long tail effect not necessarily just the EVs but it will make them more expensive you 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 alluded on several of my comments that i was
1: trying to go for and that is uh, all of the uh, renewable projects there are 24,000 renewable projects waiting to get attached to the grid in the US rutrow And what is being attached to the grid? We're talking power lines. Uh, Oops. So, okay, electric vehicles. Why repairing your EV is so expensive? Michael, remember about two months ago, you and I talked about uh, insurance. Insurance companies are even more mm, shark-like than sharks. Uh, They actually understand dollars and cents. And so this is where it gets a little bit funny. Uh, EV repairs following a collision can cost thousands of dollars more than their gas counterparts because it tends more moving parts. The vehicles are more complicated and fewer people do such repairs. Michael. I loved my 43 Willys. It was a 43 Willys flathead. It was the only year they, it was the first year they made the Jeep. And I mean, it was the first four-wheel drive car ever made. That thing would go, I pulled out people out of the mud in it. It was an old World War II Jeep. I loved it. I could work on it. Can't work on anything since.
0: Now, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, obviously look, the the look, EV is going to be a little bit harder to fix than the Model T, which was the the Stu's first car. But no. okay, what, what's crazy is this fifty one year old San Francisco guy, whatever his name is, Scott Mc McFiggin, You're Right. All he had was a. Bumper issue. Um, Bunt, a dent <laughs> on the size of a bowling ball underneath a real tail amp. Two and a half months to fix, $22,000. We're in the wrong business, dude. We got to shut it all down and become EV mechanics.
1: Um. Let's see podcast host EV mechanic there's work involved with one of those no. good point
0: <laughs> in, 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 in in their defense it is a rivian, which is one of those those new style cars, but you know I love how they say down here Stu that the average cost of repairing an EV um is about sixty five hundred dollars, which is yeah. about fifteen hundred dollars more than the average car about forty two hundred dollars right. you know and as you mentioned, it comes with the increased cost of of just a lot of stuff what's interesting is that Hertz is even saying um after entering an agreement to uh, purchase a lot of Teslas and have a decent amount of Teslas in their fleet, they actually mentioned that part of the reason their third quarter profit was smaller than expected was due to the fact that they spent so much on repairing electric models, which it just, again, goes to show you the uneconomics of EVs at its finest.
1: Now, I will say, I want a Cybertruck. And I that's after I saw this video on TV, a guy came out and he actually, there's two videos that I thought were great and I want to give it, Elon Musk, a shout out. And that is they brought out a Tommy gun and shot 45s at the thing. And it actually it, it did fine. So I want me a bulletproof cyber truck. Now, the other one was the showed these Tesla robots running around shooting at it. And that actually was green screen and CGI and everything else. And people were thinking that that was real, that they had Tesla robots driving a cyber truck. So there are two different ones, but I do want a cyber truck. Absolutely. Okay, let's go. To What's next? next? Let's go to Germany. Um, Germany is the sick man of Europe, and the prognosis is grim. Ooh. yeah. Oh, clear. Hey, watch this. For our podcast listeners, I have two of my thirty mics that are normally on my desk. Clear coming. We gotta have that twenty cc. stat. Stat. Okay, uh, German governments, uh, Germany, uh, they had uh, their BASF uh, fertilizer plant closed. They've had the oldest steel mill in, in the EU closed this year. Volkswagen has absolutely shut down. And why, Michael? High costs of energy. Their energy costs have continued to go through the roof. Former Chancellor Angela Merkel liked to evoke the idea of frugal Zwasbun housewife when she lectured others on sensible economics. It was her government that earned a debt break into the Constitution. She was good about some things. She did like a little bit of a sharp pencil on the budget. She did some other things that were questionable, but let's go in here. The necessary cuts will hit Germany amid cost-living crisis. This is a new reality, will bring more economic problems, piling on pressure on a fragile and unpopular government. We're now seeing that energy, high energy costs, shut businesses down. They have less tax Revenue coming in. People leave your countries and Germany's economy. So goes Germany's economy goes the EU. Mm-hmm. So uh this article is pretty scary for the EU.
0: Yeah. I mean, but they, they've they done it to themselves, unfortunately. I mean, they've, they've put themselves in the straight jacket and now they're just jumping off the riverbank. And but
1: yeah, you know, guess who put themselves in the straight jacket with them? Uh Newsom. Yeah. Newsom has also done it. And, uh, Governor Holcomb is trying to do it to New York. So if you're in one of those two states, you know, get you a cyber truck because the governor's going to shoot you. Yeah. So no, no. let's never mind. OK, let's go to the last article here, Michael. Dangerous futility of the energy transition in a single graphic. This goes back to COP28. And that's uh, I get to interview uh, tomorrow. It'll come out. Uh, Thursday, uh, no, it'll be 11 o'clock our time. It'll be 9 a.m. in Dubai. Grace Stank uh, with, uh, she's Miss America and the nuclear uh, thing. And the reason that the energy transition to net zero, you got to have nuclear and you got to have natural gas until 30 years from now until wind and solar can actually be made without printing money look at this graphic. If Andy, we can have you as our producer slide this in, look at this map. You have the green buttons uh, are net decrease and the red is net increase. Look at that map. You have Europe, the EU and Russia and the United States, Michael, all reducing emissions. Look at the rest of that map. It is China. China looks like a Python that ate an entire golf ball uh, or something. I mean, it's a, just a Basketball. gigantic. Yeah, it's like wow. And then you take a look at at uh, India's blowed up. I mean, you know, you take a look at that. It it's wow, painful. So when you take a look. The false and heavily subscribed energy transition has nothing to do with the climate or the environment. It's the fact the most advanced transfer of wealth and national security in human history. That is from the author of this. Oh, Stephen C., David Blackman.
0: Oh. Well, we love him. I mean, if they if they said a picture's worth a thousand words, then this picture really is worth it. It is. It's worth uh, more because it clearly shows us where the emissions are coming from. I mean, anybody who's sitting in the United States saying we are not doing enough to curb emissions, you're just not necessarily informed. Now, the problem is our... Net decrease in emissions is offset by huge net increases over in. But what do you expect in, India and China and Indonesia and Vietnam and the Philippines? What do you expect them to do when they I don't are
1: expect them to, to, to lower the different.
0: cost of energy for their citizens? What do you expect?
1: I don't expect them to do anything different except use more natural gas and more nuclear. You can handle this very easily if you don't have the world economic uh, or the World Bank charging exorbitant rates to put in renewable that has a higher cost. So there is a way around this. Let's help Africa use their own natural gas, charge a higher natural gas and help them export that and charge that and let that money go back to Africa. There is a way in order to get to net zero if we work together. But David Blackman, uh, follow him on blackman.substack.com. He is a cool cat.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. We love that. Uh, Our favorite random
1: guy on Substack.
0: (laughs) Favorite random guy on Substack. Is that all you got? That's all I got, man. Wow. Well, I'll keep it short on my side, guys. We saw, you know, overall in the finance markets today, we saw stock market drop about, five, uh, about half a percentage point. NASDAQ or uh, S&P down about, as I mentioned, half a percentage point, 4569. NASDAQ down about a full percentage point, point. Uh, 15.8. Nine, which represents again about 157 point drop. Crude oil dropped about two and a half percentage points from opening somewhere around uh, 74, 75. Currently trading 73.26 as we record this about 557. Um, here on the fourth, we did see natural gas. Stay fairly steady at about two dollars and seventy cents. Brent oil seventy nine eighteen. We did see Bitcoin uh, spike over forty two thousand. Currently trading about forty one ninety seven right now. So uh, for all you Bitcoin enthusiasts out there right now, hey, prices through the roof. Gold also hit what twenty one thousand today. So if you're in, if you're in, if you're in metals, it's a good day for you. You know, as as far as what's holding again, oil prices down. It's really the fact that OPEC Plus will probably not make more cuts. I mean. That that seems to be the sentiment out there right now. But it also, as as it's come out multiple times, OPEC plus has had to tamp down rumors that none of its countries are actually abiding by the supply cuts The you know, the the Saudi prince came out today or the the, the Saudi energy minister came out today and said, well, we think they're abiding by the cuts. You think you really do? You think? I, mean, I don't think so. We've covered extensively on this show. They're not, we, you know, talk about the dark fleet and all that stuff. But that's really, I, th- I think, the market is starting to, you know. And again, one hundred twenty dollars oil, chirping. I'm not seeing it anywhere Stu. I'm, I'm looking hard, but I'm not, I'm not seeing it anywhere. So we're still working on putting that segment together. Point of it is, I think, you know, really. As low, you know, I don't know. I, I would have told you 75 is the floor, Stu. So this is a little bit shocking in terms of me, but how low we've gone again. Can't complain, $73 oil. I won't complain about that. But it's interesting considering, again, the fact that most people were were, were hoping for 100, $120, $150 oil. So, you know, we know you had it pegged at that. So it'll be interesting to see see how things turn. But, I, I, you know, I, I, this is not it's not bullish coming in the end of the year, Stu. No. Uh,
1: now, Brazil just got accepted into uh, OPEC Plus. And the head of Petrobras uh, ba- basically came out and said, we're a member of OPEC Plus, but you're not going to put a quota on us and we will produce as much as we possibly can. Ah, uh, oops. So oops. welcome to the new member. And that just validates everything else that there is no quota.
0: Yeah, no, the the, the only quota... The only quota is on coal plants in China, and that's up. We know that.
1: No, the only quota is that we are going to cut all of ours. You know, our buddy, Kerry, uh, has also, uh, by the way, if anybody wants to know, I did put that out on Twitter. Uh, our staff over there at COP 28 found a picture of Kerry. Uh he got photobombed and uh, in a pool. So anyway, uh that being said, Kerry has agreed to cut all of our coal plants out. So that means blackouts, shoes, pill,
0: but hurt. we will have plenty of ketchup. Don't That's worry. exactly right. Burn your ketchup. Burn your- all <laughs> right, what else, Stu? What what's your big takeaway from COP 28 first day? Um, it's disgusting.
1: I, I applaud the the oil companies for standing up. I applaud uh, them that uh, Ursula from the EU. Um, I've reached out to her, invited her on the podcast, but I don't know that she'll be here. She said, uh, you know, billions are not enough. We need trillions. I'm like, you gotta check be books kidding open.
0: Me. I'll help you. Trillion. You're right. It's probably 3 trillion. Give me a trillion. I'll help you out.
1: Yeah. Hey, what's a few trillion between friends? You and I started the podcast years ago going, what's a few billion between friends?
0: It was a million between friends. Now it's, it went to billions and now it's a trillions.
1: Unbelievable. So what what should people wonder about COP? I'm interviewing Grace Stanky, uh, Miss America, 11 o'clock, and um, it's, oh, she, it's 9 America. o'clock her time. America. So anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: No, it'll be great. But uh, appreciate, uh, Stu, all your hard work. We'll be covering COP28 and everything around the oil and gas and energy markets here. But we're going to let you guys get out of here, finish up, and start or finish up or start your day depending on when you're listening to this for Stuart Turley I'm Michael Tanner as always guys we appreciate it we'll see you tomorrow